Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. This is the very first episode of 2021, and again, it is an honor that you are here. My prayer is that this will meet you in such a real and relevant way in your life, and that no matter where you're at, in the best of times or the worst of times, that you will know that you were created for such a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer. For those of you who may not be familiar with what Color and Chaos is, I want to real quick go over what it is before we jump in today's episode. Color and Chaos is just a cry from my heart that I can recognize that in the times of hardship, of difficulty, of chaos within my life, I can identify that there is this inclination within me to want to do whatever I can to avoid whatever it is that is causing me pain. And I know that I'm not the only one with this tendency to try to push away the uncomfortable or the challenging. And I can observe that within all of us, that we all have that knee-jerk reaction. But it's really ironic. I know when I look back on my life, all of the things that once upon a time I wanted to run away from, those are the things that produced within me the most immense periods and seasons of growth within my life. Not only growth when it comes to me growing as a person, but more importantly, growing in my relationship with my creator, savior, and sustainer. And likewise, color and chaos exists as a cry. Instead of running away from the chaos, to instead lean into the chaos, not through our own strength or our own ability or our own wisdom, but lean into the chaos, acknowledging that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that only he and he alone can bring a color out of chaos. And so in saying all that, one of the biggest honors that I get to have on this podcast is to be able to pray for you and to pray with you, not just pray for you like I'm better than you or I'm above you, but pray with you that we together are going through this journey called life and we need our creator, savior, and sustainer more than anything. We are more dependent on him than we know. And it's often through the chaos that we realize our dependence and how not in control we are. So here, let's pray together and then we'll jump into today's episode. Lord God, we acknowledge that we are weak and frail without you. We recognize that with everything going on in this world, in this nation, within our own homes, within our own hearts, Lord, we recognize our frailty and we call upon you knowing, Lord, that you are the only one that can overcome what is overcoming us. Lord, I pray for those that are going through just immense heartbreak or hurt or confusion. Lord, I pray that today in this moment that we have together, Lord, that our walls can go down so that we can be able to hear you clearly within our lives and within our hearts. Jesus, we look to you and we thank you that you are the color when we cannot find a color on our own. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. As of recording today's episode, I am recording a couple weeks into 2021. 2020 for each and every one of us was a crazy year. So much stuff happened that we never could have expected. And it would be cliche at this point to keep talking about 2020. But goodness gracious, what we have already found ourselves in 2021 is mind boggling. I feel like so often we can kind of get wrapped up in everything going on, current events, that we kind of forget everything that happened before these crazy years that we're living in right now, the crazy times that we're living in right now, the pandemic that we're living in right now. For many of you, maybe previous years kind of bring a lot of joy. For many of you, maybe when you think about the years gone by, you, you find a lot of trauma 
no matter what those days consisted of that has brought you to where you are right now, there are days that we think about the days and the years gone by. We kind of escape the current events. We escape where we're at right now. We just have that moment where we just transport back to previous times of our life. I know I had a time around December and the holidays. I was able to travel to South Carolina to visit family for the holidays. And I found myself outside of a coffee shop in kind of my stomping grounds of where I grew up and where I was raised. I found myself outside of a coffee shop that did not exist when I was growing up or even when I was in school in an area that I have been many, 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 many times growing up. Uh, it was around an area where my family would often go shopping for our groceries. And so I'm sitting there in 2021. This is after New Year's. So at the very beginning of this month, I'm sitting outside this coffee shop and it was near evening. So the sun was setting and there was just this overwhelming just glow coming from the sun that was setting. And I'm sitting out here in the coffee shop and, and the, the, the the owner of the coffee shop comes outside. He's like, hey, like, do you want me to put up an umbrella? Like the sun's pretty bright. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I snapped a picture. I'll, I'll show it here if you're watching the podcast. But this is what I was looking at as I was sitting outside the the coffee shop. And, and again, it's nothing crazy. I was just seeing an evening sunset. But in that moment, I was transported back. I, I just remembered, just floods of memories came to my mind of growing up in that area back when I was young. And all of the sunsets I saw very similar to the one that I was looking at right here in 2021, right in front of me. And and I just remember that in the kitchen of uh, the house where I grew up, it was in Liberty, South Carolina, I remember that in the kitchen, there was a window right from by the oven and where we would eat dinner. There was a window and when the sun would set, very similar to how it was in that moment, the sun would shine through that window and cast a glow within the kitchen. And often when we would be having dinner or getting ready for dinner, that glow would be coming through the window. So I'm sitting there and I'm remembering that glow that came through that window when I was young in Liberty, South Carolina. And I just had floods and floods of memories come back to me. Floods of growing up and my mom and my dad and 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 thinking about my brothers and my sister and you know just all the times during those evenings growing up that all I was thinking about was was you know having fun or chores or or just doing schoolwork or whatever it is but my world was so different back then than it found me right there sitting outside that coffee shop looking at that evening sun setting my family moved from that house that I had the memory of the evening sun casting through the window my family moved from Liberty, South Carolina to Dacusville, South Carolina when I was around sixth grade. But I found myself a day before sitting outside that coffee shop, sitting in that room that I went through my teenage years there in Dacusville, South Carolina. I spent the night there the night before there in my room and I was spending time in the Bible and I was just kind of reflecting and journaling. And it's interesting because that room is where I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life. It was the moment where I hit my bottom and I said, God, if you are there, I need to know you. And I do not want to live this life on my own. Jesus, you can take my life if you could do something with it. And I was 17. It was June 2011. There on the floor of my bedroom and heaven touched earth and my life was forever changed. 
Before that moment, Jesus was nothing more than a concept. But in that moment, Jesus became Lord and Savior and and living and active and pursuing and living through me from that moment on. It wasn't just a concept anymore. He was the Savior. He was who he claimed to be in the Word of God. And he became real to me. And I never would have ever imagined that all the stuff after that moment would have happened in my life and where I would be right now. I could have never imagined when I was there in the kitchen with the evening glow coming through the window there in Liberty, South Carolina. I could have never imagined all that I would go through in the years to come. But there I am, there in current day, sitting there outside the coffee shop, and I'm having that sun setting and seeing that sun remind me of all the days and the years gone by. And this is what I wrote down. It is crazy to see the glow of the evening sun in a place that once upon a time I would call my home. Floods of emotions and memories highlight your presence even when I was oblivious to you. All of the carefree moments of rest and relaxation growing up, all of the pool days, yard work, exploring in the woods, all the arguments, fights, laughs, joys, and regrets, all the tests, homework assignments, and school responsibilities, all of the hugs, tears, and conversations, both loud and open and the quiet and whispered, all of the inspiration, the music, the stories, the games and the discovery, the hype and the dreaming, all the can't waits and what ifs, You saw them all, and your plan, purpose, love, and care was present and never wavering, then and now. Lord, I have no idea what's to come. Oh God, I really know nothing that awaits us here in 2021. And beyond that, you do. All I know is that you call me to be patient and faithful in everything here and now. I can't go back. I can't change things. But God, through it all, you call us to rest and lean into your guiding light evermore, even when it's dark and we cannot see. Jesus, please use us. Use me. God, you are God. When I was there in Liberty, South Carolina, you've always known and you always will know. Help us reflect you more. And I was reading at that time, Psalms 43 through 4, and this is what it says. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord. It's interesting to me that through all of the the, the hurt and the chaos and the confusion that we're going through as a people, through these days that find us here now, it's really interesting that in a human relationship, a true test of devotion is when they stay with you in the darkest of days and the darkest of times and they do not abandon you. As I'm sitting there, I'm watching the sun go down. Oh, it's awesome. But once that sun sets and it starts to get a little colder and the winds start to pick up and it starts to get more difficult, That is the true test of someone's devotion is if through all of the hard and the hurt, they stay near to you and they do not abandon you. There's no in-between. There's not like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be with you, but I'm also going to abandon you at at, at the same time. No, like they're either with you and all with you through the hardest times of your life or they're not. And so often we look to God and we say, God, where are you 
in these dark days of my life. God, I can look back and see those days with the evening glow coming through the window and things are serene and I'm at a peace and I feel good and, and I feel happy and things in my life are going well and I feel like I got things under control. God, it's easy for me to be all like happy and praiseworthy and say, you know what, you know, thank you, God. But then when things get rough, so easily we can default to saying, God, you don't care and you never have. But through it all, the good and the bad, each and every one of us have those questions. God, where are you? Where are you? Not only in the times of the evening glow, but you're there when it gets dark. And I can't sense anything around me. And my whole world and my worldview feels like it's shattering to the floor. God, where are you? There's some verses in the scripture I wanted to highlight today as we're just thinking about this whole idea of, God, where are you in the dark seasons? God, where are you when those evening glows start to set and I find myself in new and challenging situations? There's some verses that stand out to me that I wanted to share with you. And the first one is found here in Psalms 56. And there's a verse here in Psalms 56, verse 8, and David cries out and he says this, Lord, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. I'm going to read that again. Lord, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. One of the things about darkness and chaos is that it is moments where we ask the questions that need to be asked. If I'm going through a hard situation and I have a friend who has offered to walk alongside me, I want to make sure that that friend is going to stay with me through the long haul, not abandon me when things get rough or when I start to lose my way. And David here, he's addressing the foundation of how he views our creator because he's saying, look, I am going through a very hard time. But at the end of the day, this is what David says about our creator. He says this, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each and every one in your book. David has to address the foundation of, okay, God, how do I view you? And he comes to the conclusion, God, you are present and you care. You are present and you care. For so many of us, we sometimes have a whack view of who our God is. And we sometimes start to feel, God, you are not present and you don't care. But here, through the chaos, instead of falling for false narratives of who God is or, or lies, of how God treats us or views us in the moments of difficulty and of hurt and pain, instead of settling for the false lies and narratives that sometimes we create in our own hearts or that are created around us, David goes to his word. And he says, you know what, God, I can look back on the days gone by, the, all of the evening glows of every day that I've been through in my life. And I have come to the conclusion, Lord, that you keep track of all my sorrows. Lord, I know what is breaking me breaks your heart. And I can see that clearly when I look back. And he says, you have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each and every one in your book. From keeping track to collecting to recording, David here is saying, God, I know that this matters to you. My days, the things I go through, the things I'm feeling matters to you. When I was there, a kid in Liberty, South Carolina, running around carefree in a different world than where we find ourselves in right now, the reality is that our God, that my God was there just as faithful 
to me in those good times as he is right here, right now. Our God does not change. He does not waver when the world wavers. He does not change when the world changes. And even though so much in my life has happened in between those evening glows and the glow that I found myself outside that coffee shop looking at, 20 so years that have passed by and the different circumstances and variables that find me in that moment, even though so much has changed, our God does not. And David cries out, he says, look, you care and you are here. In Hosea chapter 6, we find Hosea writing and just crying out to God on behalf of the Jewish people. We see all throughout the Old Testament that God set apart the Jews and he had a plan of purpose for them. And, and, he, and he, he called them to be exclusively to follow after him and to trust him through each and every circumstance that he would lead them through. But you find throughout the whole Old Testament, you find the Jews constantly just denying and refusing to follow after God as their king, but instead want to be like everyone around them and do their own things, do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. So you see before the time of Hosea, you see the nation of Israel go through exile. And we find through the exile, the Assyrians and the Babylonians come into Judea and Israel. What used to be just one nation has been split into two. And so two nations come in and they take over what was Israel and Judea, and they bring them back to where they are at. So the Assyrians, the Babylonians take over. And through this time, Hosea is crying out to God, and he's just being honest about the reality that he feels abandoned. But through the abandonment, he says this. This is Hosea chapter six. He says this, come, let us return to the Lord. It's really interesting. Hosea begins with acknowledging, okay, God, you have not abandoned us, but we have abandoned you. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces. Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. In just a short time, he will restore us so that we may live in his presence. And this in verse three, in Hosea six, verse three, this is what I really want to highlight. This is what he says. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of the dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. So we see in Psalms 56 that David is saying, okay, Lord, you know and you care. But here in Hosea, Hosea is crying out. And he's saying, not only do you know and do you care, but God, all that we are is, is made to respond to all that you are. And he's acknowledging that, look, Lord, you have not abandoned us, but we in our own ways have abandoned you. And instead of us letting there be a distance between us and you, Lord, we are going to draw near to you by first acknowledging that there is this distance and that we have separated from you, but also crying out and saying, look, God, through all of this, Lord, help us press on to know you. The desire of Hosea's heart, the desire of David's heart through all of the darkness and the hurt and the confusion, the pain ultimately is God, help me know you more through this. Because God, I know that the more I know of you, the more that my attention will be off of everything that has happened, everything that has done and be put on the reality that you are with us here and now and that you care. Everything that David was talking about, Psalms 56, applies here in Hosea. Hosea is saying, Lord, I know that you know and you care, so therefore I'm drawing near to you because, Lord, you are the only one. You are the only one that can meet me here in this moment. You are the only one that can restore what is broken. You are the only one that can restore what is broken. 
I want to show you love, not offer sacrifices. Oh, that we may know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of the dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. Hosea is acknowledging, Lord, you have not abandoned us, but you are with us. You are with us. You are with us. And Lord, in the moments where I feel like you are not with us, in the moments where I am feeling so overwhelmed and so just, I just feel abandoned, Lord, I am acknowledging that, Lord, no, 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 no. There's no in-between. You have either abandoned us and you haven't. And here in this moment, I'm saying, Lord, no, you have not abandoned us. But Lord, help me draw near to you. Help me feel close to you. So often we throw up our hands and we're like, okay, well, if I feel this, then therefore this is true. But that's not how it works. Hosea is taking his emotions. He's taking his thoughts and he's placing them at the altar to his God saying, God, even though I feel this way, Lord, I know the truth. And the truth is, is that you have not left us, but God help us do whatever we can in order for us to feel a closeness to you. Because at the end of the day, Lord, I need that more than anything. And I know that you promise if we draw near to you that you would draw near to us just like the arrival of the dawn. We talked about a true test of devotion is someone staying with you through the hard times. And it's interesting because in the next verses right after Hosea 6, 1 through 3 and 4, the Lord responds back to Hosea. And this is what he says in verse 4. In Hosea 6, 4, he says this, O Israel and Judah, what should I do with you, asked the Lord? For your love vanishes like the morning mist and disappears like dew in the sunlight. It's interesting. Sometimes we can feel in, in those moments where the sun sets and the evening glow vanishes, we can feel, Lord, where are you? But in return, in those moments, the Lord sometimes comes back to us and he says, where are you? I'm here. I'm here. I love you and I care. I love you and I care. In verse five, the Lord acknowledges that he allowed tragedy to happen in order to get their attention, in order to help them see their need for the one true God and not for all these other gods that they place in their heart. In verse five, he says, I sent my prophets to cut you to pieces, to slaughter you with my words, with judgments as inescapable as light. Verse six, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. But like Adam, you broke my covenant and you betrayed my trust. In the moments that I was there in the kitchen with the evening glow coming through the window, in the moments where I was in my room and I was crying out to God and I was saying, Lord, if you could do something in my life, you can have it. And, and there was a beautiful exchange that happened there June 2011. In the moments I'm sitting outside of a coffee shop, years, years, years down the road and I'm seeing the same sun set with different circumstances outside and within. In each one of those moments, there is a cry from our hearts that we may not be aware of. And there is a cry from our Father's heart that we may not be aware of. And the cry is saying, I wanna know you. I wanna know you. In the moments when I was a kid, the Lord was there and that was what he was crying out to me. In the moments right now, as you were listening or watching this podcast, that is what the Lord is crying out to you. He's saying, I wanna know you. I wanna know you more. I wanna know you more. Each and every day is an opportunity for me to know you. Each and every evening glow that sets, the sun that pierces through the windows of our homes, of, of our hearts, the each and every day that, you know, it's the same sun setting, but so many different circumstances within us in each and every moment, there is a continuous loop of a cry between our hearts and our creator and our creator to our hearts saying, I want to know you. 
I want to know you. I want to know you. And we have a God that loves us so much that he allows each and everything to happen in our life in order for us to cry out to know him and also for us to respond to his invitation to want to know us as well. And ultimately, we know that our God wants to know us through the person of Jesus. Hosea, as he's crying out to God in the middle of exile, in the middle of all of this hurt, of all this pain and confusion, God, where are you? God, where are you? He is longing for God himself to come amongst them and to achieve what they could not do on their own, to bridge that gap between their hearts and their creator and, and to restore what it was broken and lost with sin and death and decay. Hosea and, and David and, and me as a little kid, each and every one of us, we're crying out for a creator, savior, sustainer, saying, I want to know you. And we find that in the person of Jesus. We know our God through the person of Jesus. But as I was thinking about Jesus, thinking about what the Bible tells us about the character of our God and the cry saying, I want to know you. I go to Luke 22, verse 47. And this is right before he's about to be betrayed and delivered to the Romans to be crucified. And this is Jesus in the garden with his disciples. And it says this in verse 47. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached led by Judas, one of the 12 disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. Verse 48, but Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought swords. And one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. So we see the hostility between people to people and also people to our creator, savior, sustainer. We see just hostility and, and darkness in the midst of this garden, right where Jesus is. And in that moment, one of the disciples takes his sword and cuts off the ear of one of the guards, one of the servants of the high priest that was there in the garden. He takes off his sword to fight, to protect Jesus from you know, being taken into captivity to be crucified. And we see how our Lord responds in the midst of darkness. This is what happens in verse 51. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ears and healed them. He touched the man's ear and healed them. In that moment, if we were that slave with the ear cut off, we were broken, hurting, and needy. We have our ear has been severed from our body, blood coming from our veins, dripping onto the floor, and we have lost an ability to hear from one of our ears. And in this moment of complete vulnerability and weakness, hurt, confusion, and chaos, our God steps into that situation takes an ear that could do nothing on its own, attaches it back to the body, and gives a purpose and renewal that can only come from him and him alone. Jesus looks the man in the eyes and restores what has been broken, gives light to what the darkness has overcame. And he cries out that his heart is not for this, but for restoration, for redemption, for there to be light in the midst of darkness. That is the heart of our God through each and every situation, through each and every chaos and, and circumstance that this life will find us. Again, the cry of our God to us is, I want to know you and I want to restore you. And I want for you to see me through proper eyes, through a sober heart, not through the lens of everything that you have been through and the hurt that has been caused to you by the brokenness of people and the sin and depravity of our own hearts. Our God loves you and loves us so much 
that he draws near to us when the evening glow fades away and darkness is upon us. Heavy heart, through each and every circumstance that we will go through in this year that we have been through, today is a day that God has made in order for us to respond to him. You are loved. You are, you are valuable so much more than anything this world can tell you. But that value and that love and that acceptance and that approval and that peace and that joy and that purpose and identity can only be found in the one who restores all things. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I had no idea as a little kid that I had a God who loved me so much that he bled for me. It took me so many years to come to the reality of that and to surrender to that truth. But through it all, my God did not stop pursuing after my heart. And likewise, heavy heart, no matter where today finds you, our God does not stop pursuing after our heart. But may our hearts cry out and respond to him today. This, this episode, this time that we have here together is not just to, to make ourselves feel good, but it's an opportunity for us to respond to our creator, savior, sustainer. He loves you so much that he put on my heart to sit down and record this, to talk to you here right now. You are so loved. We are so loved. It's so easy to get lost in today and everything going on. But through each and every moment that we go through, our God is crying out to know us. And he can use an evening glow from a sunset to remind us of his faithfulness, just like he can use chaos in order to show us a light that can only be found and a restoration and a purpose that can only be found through him. I can guarantee you the man whose ears got cut off and restored back by the same person that he went into that garden in order to capture. I can guarantee you that that man had a moment in that moment to respond to who Jesus was. And either he was going to fall for the lies or he was going to accept the truth and surrender to it. Heavy heart. There's no in between. We're either abandoned and we're not. And I'm here to tell you, we are not abandoned. Far from it. Our God is present today as he always has been. And no matter the hurt and the pain and the chaos that you have been through in your life or that has found you here today, I'm here to tell you that there is no darkness that our God cannot overcome. There is no darkness that is too much for our God. I think of Philippians 1. Paul writes out to the early church and he says this in verse 6. He says, look, I am confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on unto completion to the day that Christ Jesus comes back. Paul is reminding the early church of exactly what we talked about here today, that our God is constantly, constantly present and he cares He's present and he cares and he can, he and he alone can complete what we feel like has been abandoned within us. No matter what that is, he can complete whatever it is that we feel like has been abandoned. He is faithful. He is more than faithful. I've mentioned, I've mentioned in this podcast and I've mentioned many, many, many times before, but growing up, I had a lot of information about who Jesus was, a lot of head knowledge. I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina. I've heard a lot about Jesus, but it didn't really take root in my heart until 17, June 2011, when I cried out and I said, look, I can't just have this knowledge and not have a surrender. And there was a song in between that period when I was a, I don't even know if I was a teenager yet. Our family was attending a church that met at a movie theater. It was a, it was a church plant 
and we were there at the movie theater and they sung a song and the name of the song is All I Need Is You by the uh, worship band Hillsong United. And they sung this song and it's really interesting. The lyrics didn't really stand out to me at that moment. But as I heard this song as a little kid, I remember the keyboard stood out to me. But as I got older and after June 2011, I, I went back to this song because this is a song for some reason I always would gravitate to. Again, I knew a lot about Jesus and the song talked about Jesus, but I, I, I mean, Jesus was not a big deal in my life. Like he was like something on a shelf. And, but somehow I would always go to this song because there was something about this song that gave me a peace. But after I gave life to the Lord and I listened to the lyrics of this song, it just hit me in a way that it never hit me before. And this song is a very simple lyric structure, but he's, he cries out. He says, look, I left my fear by the side of the road. Lord, I hear you speak and I won't let go. Lord, I know that it's your love that draws me to you, that draws me in. And all my eyes want to see is just a glimpse of you. And then the, the, the singer cries out, all I need is you. The singer in that song is, is talking about a desperation of saying, God, in this darkness, there is nothing else that I want more than you. Again, I want you, I want you, I want you. And I wanted to play the song for you here right now. And I pray that this song ministers to you as it has to me. Out of every song I've ever heard in my life, this is my favorite song that I've ever heard. This is like a personal hymn to me. And, and I wanted to play this song just not only because of the nostalgic factor of the Lord using this song throughout so many years of my life, even before I came to him, but I wanted to use this song because it's just a simple cry saying, at the end of the day, Lord, all I need is you. And what a timely message that we all need to hear during these days. Heavy heart, we are not abandoned. May this song minister to you as it did to me so many years ago and as it does to me to this day. Heavy heart, rest easy. All we need is Jesus. Left my fear beside the road. Hear you speak, won't let go. Fall to my knees and lift my hands to pray. Got everything to hear again. The Father's love draws me in. And all my eyes want to see is a glimpse of you. All I need is you All I need is you, Lord Is you, Lord All I need is you All I need is you, Lord Is you, Lord One more day 
everyone.